Welcome to the God Shift Podcast, where we move you from disruption into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and individuals, organization leaders, and ministry leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how elevating God's position in your life empowers you to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty and unlocks the door to confidently move you into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a Godship podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. Thank you so much for being here for what I know is going to be another excellent episode because we haven't had one yet that has not been excellent. So if you would, I would love if you would do me a favor, wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast, if you will take a screenshot, take a screenshot of your phone, your tablet, your computer, wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast and then post it on your social media. And when you do, if you will tag us here at a Godship. Why do I do that? Because my goal is not to have a maximum amount of downloads, but my goal is to get this information into as many people's hands and lives as we possibly can. And so the more people that share the information, the more people can actually be blessed by the message and by the nuggets that are shared by myself and my guests. I appreciate you doing that. So I am going to read my guest bio and then we will get into the interview. My guest is an international women's conference speaker, author, mentor, Bible teacher, crew missionary, founder, and director of Crown of Beauty International and his Heartbeat podcast host and teacher. Her greatest joy is being a wife and mother of two adult children. She has a passion to see women set free to live in the powerful truths of who they are in Christ and the love of God. She served as a missionary for 25 years in Asia. Currently, she travels to minister to women throughout Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and the U.S. She has a master's of education from the University of Hawaii and a master's of Christian counseling from Philadelphia Biblical University. She is the author of several books, including Crown of Beauty 12-Week Bible Study, For Such a Time as This, and Broken but Undefeated. Welcome to the show, Sue Coral. Thank you, Shana. It's so fun to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I am so glad to have you here. So if you will just tell us, you know, 15, 20 seconds about who you are and really how you show up in the kingdom, because we've read your bio and it's eloquent and it's great and it's very impressive. But I would love to hear in your own worlds, you know, how are you helping to build the kingdom? Yeah, I just really like to be me (laughs) and me is just loving people and loving God. I believe that's what really changes lives and just sharing my story because we all have a story and often it has a lot of hurt, but it also has a lot of redemption. That's what I want to bring people. That is so good. And that, you know, that's the whole reason why I do what I do. A God shift was birthed to help people understand how do they get on the other side of disruption? So my, my definition of a God shift is anytime a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose and moves you into a greater destiny, because I believe that he uses disruption. He uses unexpected circumstances, those things that are going to distract us from our destiny to get our attention, 
to go, wait a minute, no, 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 I've got something else that's better for you. Um, and I believe that he's so committed to getting us into that next level of destiny that he'll do whatever it takes to get our attention so that he can put us on the path that he has planned for us. So can you think of a time that the Lord has used some form of disruption in your own life, Sue? Yeah, my disruption began at birth, really. I was born with no nose, no upper lip, no upper palate, had all kinds of breathing issues, heart issues. They left me to die, but my mother was like, no, that was a major disruption for her. Uh, She prayed and God said, Sue is my gift to you and she'll live. And um, my mom is a nurse. She took me home because the hospital given up and she found a way to get food into me creatively, took me back three months later and said, try, just try to operate on my baby. Cause this was at a time where uh, they really hadn't developed a lot of research and medical research to be able to help such a severe cleft palate. Mm-hmm. So I lived and <laughs> 26 surgeries later, Uh, When I was 15, that was the last surgery. But the disruption really came, Shana, when I started school. And um, I was teased endlessly by boys. And as a result, I really started to believe those lies that they would say that I was ugly, that I could never be loved, that I'm rejectable. Well, the Lord used that, uh, you know, it was a struggle. It was hard. But after I became a Christian, which was in high school, I heard the gospel. I still, though I started to grow my faith, it was wonderful. But that lie was still lodged in my heart. And it impacted how I viewed myself, which impacted my relationship with others, particularly men. Well, that led to troubles in college. I ended up getting raped in college. And... Uh, really created fear in me. So the God shift for me came, I I went into full-time Christian work, but I went in with still that fear, particularly to men. And I had on the outward side, a lot of self-confidence. Everybody thought I was really confident. I was a very successful athlete early in my career (laughs) and um, went as as far as I could go with that, a U.S. team. Uh, but then on the mission field, it it began to interfere in my relationships. So, you know, I can tell you how it shifted, but yeah. yeah. So I'm really curious, you know, I, mm-hmm. I often say, Sue, that, you know, everything happens to us, not necessarily, it happens for us, not necessarily to us. And we've been taught that nothing happens to us that the Lord does not allow. And he actually allows yes you know, for a purpose. And so I'm curious, do you have any idea why he chose to use those types of things, a major disfiguration, um, you know, teasing and bullying, rape, you know, why do you feel like he needed to use those things in order to get you ultimately where he was going to take you? Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. He did because i began to dig into God's word. And as I did, I stumbled on Psalm 139 and I'd read it a million times. But when I hit verse 13 and 14 and David's crying out, praise you God, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm like, I don't feel that way. But at that point, I was like my early thirties and I'm like, that's not okay. All of God's word is true. 
So I dug into that passage only to discover that the word fearfully meant that I reflect the image of God, that I it's impossible for me to not be beautiful because God is beautiful. It's impossible for me to not be important in his kingdom because he is important. And it really was a shift, huge. And the wonderful word in the Hebrew means unique. And I realized that God uniquely created me for a specific purpose And so I began to teach that to other people and they began to get free from the things that they didn't like about themselves, not to mention the lies that they believed about God that he, you know, like I did for a long time, that he made a mistake, that he wasn't paying attention. And all of that, I never realized until that point how much my life was being ruled by lies, my relationships, my emotions. And it brought so much freedom that I began a ministry to help other people in that way. Wow. And that can cause you such a major delay. Um, You know, it's interesting because I was listening to um, a pastor from Mississippi last night, and she said the whole point of her story had nothing to do with what it is that you're talking about, but it triggered that for me. She said, every season has lies. Mm -hmm. And, and like, so, so one of the examples that she gave was, if you're in a waiting season, some of the lies that the enemy will tell you is that it's never going to happen for you. You're not right. Worthy. And so, you know, it made me think about what you were just saying of, you know, you know, that you were actually being ruled by the lies that the enemy was planting in your head that you also had started telling yourself. Yeah. And the really amazing thing, I forget how you purpose the question, but it made me think of how it, that my whole uh, childhood, cleft palate, et cetera, opened doors to me in really remote areas of the world where they would not normally listen to some American white woman tell them about their struggles, right? Yeah. So when I get up front, the first thing I do is share my testimony. Mm-hmm. And even in the remote hill tribes of Thailand, eight hours up the mountain in these little villages. And I walk in there and they're like, what is this white woman doing here? They all assume every American's rich. And I begin to tell my story. And like one woman at the very end came up to me and said, I was planning to kill myself tonight, but I had to come to this meeting because the entire village came, but I had it all planned out. But I heard, after I heard your story, I realized that God can get me through anything. And that's what I see when we present what maybe we think we might be ashamed about, not that I am anymore, but or is like a weakness in our life. Women and guys, we have this for men too, but they listen. They're like, oh my goodness, that's me too. And no matter where you come from, it speaks to them and it brings it brings hope, it brings healing into their heart as they learn to trust what God's word says is truer than they feel or truer than the nasty things that have been said to them, the lies. Yeah. I often say, Sue, that when we think about this invitation, right? Because I believe that disruption is an invitation into Mm. another level of destiny that the Lord has for us. The question is, are we going to see what he needs us to see? Are we going to learn 
this, are we going to learn what it is that he needs us to learn? And for many of us, are we going to go where he needs us next? What did you learn through all of that disruption? Well, I learned that it's not just about me. It's it's not about me just um, feeling good about me. It's all about me helping other people to bring them healing and hope and help, but for the glory of God. Ultimately, it's for God, right? Ultimately, the Lord gets all the glory. I mean, he so much wants us all to know that we're valuable, that we're beautiful, that we're important, that we're loved, and that we're forgiven through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's his heart. And so, these disruptions give us a, a, a place, a platform, a story that brings tremendous help to those around us that ultimately leads them to bring worship and praise to God. Yeah, that's so good. So, Sue, so we're going to pause and take a quick break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to share some tips for anyone who's listening that might be experiencing some from form of disruption of how they can kind of get on the other side of this the way that you have. Okay, great. All right. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to follow God's plan to move you out of disruption and into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. Head to GodSaysShift.com. That's GodSaysShift.com to access it now. Welcome back. So before the break, Sue was talking about how the Lord had used a physical disability, a traumatic past, a traumatic past in her childhood to bring her into the fullness of who she is today and even deeper in relationship with him. She was saying that she believes that that's what this is all about. It's not only just to improve our lives and to improve the lives of others, but it's also to, for God to be able to get the glory um, in the demonstration of how everything comes together as well. So Sue, I want us to segue into, if someone is listening to this show, I want us to have a couple of conversations about how they can get on the other side of it, right? Like it's easy for them to look at you and go, well, yeah, she was able to, now do go on to do this. Oh yeah, Shana has gone on to do that. But how do I do that even if I desperately want to do that? So the first question that I want to ask you is in your experience, what are some of the common barriers that can keep somebody from being able to actually embrace this disruption and use it as a tool to create a better life? Yeah, I think one problem is we don't really believe those lies are lies. <laughs> and so I think that we really need to match what we're believing about ourselves or others or God with his word and, and realize that it's truer than our feelings or what other people have said. Another thing is a lot of us don't take the time to even stop and think about the fact, are there any lies in our life? We're just on the treadmill. You know, I used to have hamsters and I swear we can be like that. Just run, 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 run around and around in a circle. And we don't have a break to even think. And I realize that that can be really hard for a lot of people, you know, single moms or, you know, working mothers or Working singles, you know, can be really hard. So if they're, I just really encourage people 
if they can even um, twice a year take a day, pay somebody to babysit or to, you know, wherever, you don't have to fly in a plane somewhere, but get alone to a place where you can really think and ask those questions like, where am I at? What am I believing about myself? What am I believing about God? What are my emotions right now? What am I going through? And, and begin to process that. And of course, you can take that to a trusted friend, a mentor, a counselor as well, and begin to process that. If that's something that you can't do alone, I do it a lot with journaling. Right. So what does that help them do? If I get away for a day and I'm really able to assess like where I'm at, what I'm feeling, where I'm going, what does that help me do? Yeah. So um, in our conferences, we hold up these cards, you know, and and the first one says, you know, write out what's the painful event that you're going through. Write it out or think it out or share it with a friend Then think through what is the painful emotions behind that or with that event. OK, and then as you write that out and you share it with someone and get them to listen, because they'll kind of mirror that back and you'll go, oh, OK, that's true or kind of help you go deeper. And then you ask yourself, what are the lies behind that? Or is there anything, any lie I'm believing right now? And maybe you don't feel it's a lie, but comparing it to what you know God says about you, yeah. um, you write that out. Then you think about and what behaviors are coming out of that lie. Now, what will really help, Shane, I want to add this, it's important, is to ask yourself when you when you write down those painful emotions, maybe those lies, the behaviors, even to ask yourself, have I felt this way in the past? Yeah. And and when did it begin? When did it begin? Because about ninety five percent of the time, it began in our childhood. And it began because as a child, you can't properly process those traumas or those those words said to you or the, the, the difficult events that are happening. So that's where they begin. So as you get into your, your adult life, what it really is doing is triggering past things. It's mirroring what you already have experienced. And, and you don't even realize there were lies till you go back. And you go, wow, yeah. This, so that's, yeah, and that's what really helps me because I become I become aware, like, wow, that I remember feeling that when I was in the hospital, surrounded by all these doctors poking me and all, you know, something like yeah. that, whatever it was, or when my parents split up, you know, I felt re- rejected, for example. And so what your experience is adult, it's a real pain, but for sure. But it's it's exaggerated because you're still feeling the emotions and the beliefs, the lies that you felt as a child, right? Yeah. And you're often still behaving, acting out the way that you started to learn to behave to protect yourself. So that all left you to bondage, right? That leads you to bondage. But the freedom comes when you begin to then, after you recognize where it came and all that stuff is say, okay, this is a lie. 
like like I was saying that, and, and I continue to practice this. It's not over, right? Um, maybe right now I'm experiencing from COVID. I feel really alone, but that's so strong, right? It's it's caused depression. I go, well, have I felt that before? Well, my goodness, I have when I was in the hospital. I, you know, those long nights alone in pain, and it's triggering. What did I think? I thought I would die. Yeah. Is that actually true? Will I die right now? No, it's a lie. Because as an adult, looking back, you can you can see it, especially with the hope of God with you in a new way, right? And so I reject that lie and I pray it in Jesus' name. I reject the lie because the enemy has strength. Satan has strength when we have that lie and we speak it out. So now we want to speak out in Jesus' name. I reject that lie. I mean, even if you don't do it in Jesus' name, it can help. If there's people right. listening that aren't believers, even that can help. But if you add that with the power of Jesus' name, all the more you can be free and you claim the truth. That's so key. Okay. Yeah. And if I think you realize, I think we what, what you just said is so powerful. Um, and it's, you know, it's going into the, the, the next version of my book is the fact that we have to recognize that we have authority. Yes. We have the same authority that Christ had. We just don't use it to our advantage. Some of us don't recognize that we have it. And mm-hmm. most of us are not fully operating in it, that we actually can speak and make things happen, that we ourselves can perform signs, miracles, wonders. And, and like you said, and it could be something as simple as sealing it with the power of in Jesus name. It gives what it is that you're desiring so much authority. Right. And and then the last step is to be honest, to recognize what behaviors, what am I doing to protect myself, you know, um, because, or to numb myself. Sometimes it's that or to escape what am I doing? What behaviors are coming out of that? Now that I'm speaking the truth, I need to really repent. Honestly, repentance is, is saying, Lord, forgive me. And, and I want to turn from that. I want to want you help me, Lord, show me the way. And, and you can get help also from friends, from books, from counselors, from um, different support groups to help you with that. And yeah. And, and that then you're going to come into freedom. And that's what's happened. And that's what we want to share at our conferences. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So, Sue, as we begin to wrap up, because we're almost at our 30 minutes, um, is there any final words that you would have for our audience? Uh, have hope. <laughs> have hope. There is freedom. And, is, and, you know, if you're spiraling and depression or whatever, I really encourage you to take these steps uh, you can, if I can say, you can go on our website, yes. www.crownofbeautyinternational.com, crownofbeautyinternational.com. And you can um, contact me. Uh, we can send you a whole list of truths, the lies, and then the truths that you can walk in. You can get my on Amazon, my Bible study, 12-week Bible study called Crown of Beauty. Uh, by Sue Coral. It has brought, I have it in seven languages. Okay. So if the English is on Amazon, if you want it in Spanish, French, Arabic, uh, Korean, Chinese, Bengali, you can just email me on uh, our site, Crown of Beauty. 
and I will send that free to you uh, in, in a different language. Okay. And I'll make sure that um, the links to the book on Amazon and mm-hmm. the link website is in the show notes so that people aren't like, how do I spell that? And is international spelled out or abbreviated? Yeah, that, it is spelled okay. out. Yeah. yeah. And there's a couple devotionals that we have more that I have more beautiful by the day and my newest broken, but undefeated, which also will help walk you through those stories and freedom. That's good. All right. Well, Sue, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you and everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of a Gotcha podcast. I pray that it has blessed you, that you will go back and listen to previous episodes, listen to future episodes, and also be willing to share, share, share this podcast with your family and friends. Thank you, everybody. Until next time. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.